Hey guys and gals, this is Josh and Andy from the Hollow Chronicles podcast. What's up? It's been a little while since we've posted a recent podcast, but we've had one in the back pocket for a few weeks now that we just haven't posted. We've been a little busy in the summertime with home projects, vacations, all the things that uh, you like to do when you got a little bit of time off, as is the case for me anyway. Josh, I don't know about you. Agreed. Okay, so... What we wanted to do here is just put a little uh, little maybe 10-minute intro on this older pod that we're going to release to you now. It's a bit dated. Yeah, there are some things. Just the news. Yeah, just the news part is so a little bit dated. Um, episode 20 of the Hall of Chronicles uh, will be out to you now. It's about three weeks old. And in that time, since we have last recorded, a few things have happened. Yeah. First of all, we've featured three different show me your collections, hashtag show me your collection, um, which happens every Saturday, by the way, if you're interested and you want to show us and our followers what kind of little collection you've started up. Maybe it's small, maybe it's big, anything in between, um, or maybe you're focused just in one specific thing. You know, we'd love to see it. So get a hold of us, DM us. Um, on Twitter at Hollow Chronicles, please do. And then, uh, we would love to show what you got. We love seeing what everyone's into. And sometimes that even ends up resulting in hooking each other up with things we're looking for. You know, sure. we network and, and try and get the right things to the right or people. Or maybe even a guest appearance on our pod that, with the right collection. That could also happen. So there's a lot of benefits. Should happen. So the three that I'm just going to go through uh, who they are, we did a second follow-up Show Me Your Collection with Mr. Daft Prawn. Um, We featured some of his uh, figures and vehicles the first go-around. The second go-around had to do with the Metal Earth. um, Awesome. And those were very cool. Such patience. Such such Dexterity. Surgeon's touch. Such hand strength, I think, is another (laughs) quality you need. Um, Then we featured um, some carded, some unpunched carded original figures from uh, at Helgastil, which pops up on my screen as Don S. Well, hello. What have we here? (laughs) Um, And then a a third collection featured um, or was from at Qui-Gon Tim. And uh, we really appreciate um, those three guys that uh, shared what they had with us. And are, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing who comes up next. Those are, those are a highlight for me. I really enjoy that stuff. Good. Um, so one thing I'll add to that is don't forget, we also got a special fan gift. Yes. Which is right behind you. Yes. Did, I think we talk about that. Did we? On number 20? I'm, that's what I'm not sure of. See, it's been so far out. I don't know that we do. Well, we definitely took pictures and showed it on Twitter. We did. Um, and I don't... It's it's a it's a Mace Windu. Custom. Yeah, it's a custom Mace Windu. Uh, hashtag Mace Lives. Mace Lives. Mace Lives. <laughs> um, also, what has recently come and gone is the San Diego Comic-Con, which is a big event for uh, a lot of fandoms, including the Star Wars fans, of course. And there was a few toys that came out and us being a collector's podcast, we would be remiss if we didn't discuss them, albeit briefly. Sith Troopers! Red Stormtroopers called Sith Troopers. Um, Josh, your take on them? Sith Troopers! I so don't know. The orig- What's a Sith Trooper? Yeah, so now we know what that t-shirt uh, depicted. There was a p- depiction of what we now know as a, as a Sith Trooper's um, kind of the the black part of the helmet, right? And it just said uh, IX on it for nine. That came out like maybe even a year ago, and it was like, well, what the heck is that? And right. Like, well, it kind of looks like a face of a helmet, maybe. And, you know, but now we know what it is. It's been confirmed. Also confirms a few things on that poster that came out a little bit that it maybe wasn't a BS poster. Maybe it is a teaser poster. Ben, we might see uh, old three PO rocking a bowcaster. That would. Be interesting oh for sure. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so the Sith Trooper came out, um, the Black Series Sith Trooper, and it looks very sharp, very red. Um, my take very on red. that is that uh, 
that they are they are now like what the uh, Crimson Guard, the Praetorian, Praetorian Guard. Guards, yeah, I, uh, that's kind of. I mean, they don't have any. It also implies, they don't have a staff. It also implies like a not a rebirth, but kind of a you know, like Sith is still a thing, right? We're not, yep. you know, with the loss of the Emperor and Darth, and Kylo's Snoke and Snoke, Kylo's still Sithing it up, so. There you go. Yeah. Whatever that means. And again, Even Snoke never, did he invoke the word Sith ever? Um, was he ever called a boy. Sith? I can't, I can't recall that. So I don't believe so. So he was just Supreme Leader. Supreme Leader. So dark side dude. Definitely. And he came and went. He did. Um, another toy that came out was a, uh, was a Darth Vader figure, um, but he was multicolored. He was on a card. Yeah, what was kind of like the, the prototype. They prototype. Called it. Yeah, he's yeah, multicolored on each, a retro card. Each limb joint was a different color. The lightsaber could be yellow or red or orange or blue or green. You know that all of the parts could maybe purple. All the parts, the cape, the head, they're multicolored and they they look weird. Kind of cool. Um, I guess you have to like assume or just trust that that's what a prototype looks like obviously they're coloring the parts for distinction you know the red one's the right arm the blue one's the left arm you know whatever yeah, i've never the, seen a prototype uh figure before so um well, other than like boba but yeah oh by the way did you see the the yeah like over 125k right hundred and thirteen thousand yeah. dollars yeah. for the prototype l spring-loaded rocket boba fett Original figure. Is that all? <laughs> I posted on Twitter that I got outbid at the last moment by a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> missed it by that much. <laughs> That's right. Um, did you get my reference there? Sure. Get smart. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Everyone gets that. Max. Okay. You're doing great. Thanks. Um, where were we? Oh yes, the multicolored Vader, uh, which they're on eBay for about fifty bucks. If if the you, Vader alone, yeah, just yeah, by himself. Uh, Is that another? We got to run around to Target in August and do stuff. It's supposed to be coming out August second, I right. believe. Um, you can maybe find those. Good luck. There's a few versions of them. Um, oh. So there's like I, I want to say there's four versions. There oh, might, of course, there, there might are. be six, but I, I'm I'm confident there's at least four. But anyway, yeah. And so huh. have to hunt those down. It's probably sooner or later. Good luck. And then there was a 40th anniversary Empire Strikes Back uh, Black Series Boba Fett. Um, so he's a six inch figure, but he looks like the original Boba Fett not like the Black Series Boba Fett. Okay. So it looks more like the toy figure instead of true-to-life figure. Gotcha. Um, and I I ordered one. Sure. I got one. I, I bought one from a guy who got it at Comic-Con. So it's a Comic-Con exclusive. You didn't tell me that. I Son of a gun. Well, something's got to be surprise. Well, surprise. Surprise, Josh. Surprise, I hate you. Oh, <laughs> that was a surprise. <laughs> and then, um, let's see... Josh, I want to say, though, that you did pre-order something for the September time frame. Well, yeah, it's weird. It, it it should have been the July time frame, but I guess it got pushed back. It's a Pulse item. It's the uh, Darth Vader Hyper Real Black Series guy. Mostly you're buying the box and a super detailed figure. Looks like he comes with multiple hand options, <laughs> which is great. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> awesome. A whole array of hands. And, uh, you know, and, and he's, he's super, super detailed. So we'll see. It's first item of this type, uh, you know, uh, qualified as a hyper real. Right. Don't know what that means. So I'm excited to, I, I mean, by don't know what that means, I'm saying that I've kind of purposely not read up on it. I'm, I wanted to show up and I want to check for myself. So yeah, when it gets here, I want to see how it compares it's to expensive though, like a, like a gentle giant or a something sideshow yeah. collectible or even yeah. a co cobay. Kobokayadu, or I can't remember the full name of those little statuettes, but they're they're very detailed and cool and stuff. So maybe this is the Hasbro Pulse it, version of that. Yeah, and it was so a, we'll see. It was a good. It was a good. It was it was quite a bit like outside of the normal realm for. Is it even? Is it classified as black? It's been so long. I literally ordered it probably beginning of the year. So um, well, you got it from Hasbro. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Pulse. I got some other Pulse items in the mail too. Some of the the, um, 
it's not called vintage. Yeah, something like that. Uh, VC, the, yeah, vintage collection. Yeah. So yeah, an R two, an R two. He's right there, and then I got uh, some more coming. So, well, one thing that I'm excited about. Pulse is, by the way, Hasbro Pulse. Go sign up. I don't think it costs anything to become a member of Hasbro Pulse, but they definitely send you updates. And it's interesting because they're they're a little low on Star Wars stuff right now. However, when it does come up, it's it's pretty good stuff, exclusive, and the price is right most of the time. So sign and, up, and they'll deliver it to your door, straight to your door. You don't have to go hunting. Yep. Um, I've I've pre-ordered on. Uh, Entertainment Earth, the Black Series Boba Fett helmet, and I'm very excited about that. the The Black Series helmet should are cool. Be. I'm uh, angry, and I will go pre order it myself too. Just to I'm pre order uh, maybe two. Just oh, throw it in your face! I'll wear two helmets. I'm just kidding. Okay, but that's something that I'm excited about. Um, I haven't gotten a ton of stuff this summer because we've been doing projects and such. But but we totally miss you guys. And and we're keeping up on Twitter. I mean, Andy is. By we, you, you mean me? Yeah. No, uh, but but just before we uh, send you off to the this uh, older pod that we recorded, uh, I do want to tell you that we will be on a couple podcasts, not ours. Super excited about this. Yeah, we had a chance to sit down and visit with Pete Fletzer on the Around the Galaxy podcast and there's a pod by the way great yeah, pod follow him he's a, he's a good he's a good guy and he's a good pod too um and i'm not just saying that because we're gonna be on it Mm-mm. but we were listening before totally um but we were his first pod where he interviewed two people and by us being interviewed we mean we interviewed him for yeah. a, a good chunk wait, of that. Wait for the pot. It was it was a good one. <laughs> I will say this. Here's one here's one teaser for you. We laughed a lot. We did laugh a lot. <coughs> Two teasers. And due to technical restrictions, Andy and I shared a mic. We <laughs> so it was an intimate setting. <laughs> Our beards like, may have brushed at one point. It's like it's like uh it's like the uh the Star Wars Galaxy version of Two Straws One Drink. <laughs> <laughs> lady so, in the tramp lady we lady in the tramp this pod uh but it was it was it was a lot of fun um we get to record with the wstr media podcast another great pod go check them out um we have been hitting and missing with the scarif scuttlebutt crew we'll get there but we will get there um and uh we might even have a pretty cool guest lined up we Hope- got some stuff coming up these these weeks so bear with us through the summer months it's not like the time off from potting has been uh, doing nothing. We've been setting some things in motion that we're kind of excited about. Sure. Uh, probably, you know, unfolding around mid August, late August, early September, just in time for sweeps. So we're, (laughs) we're good. We're going to, we're coming right. Look, we get it. By the way, Josh has Bob Iger emailed you, uh, our, our, uh, our star Wars Anaheim, um, podcast reservation yet. Bob, is that, has that come through yet? And no, nothing. No, I have no, nothing. Nothing. We're, nothing. We haven't not, been not uh, directly booked. We haven't. Directly. We don't. Let have me a check pod- my junk folder. So yeah, yeah. I think I blocked do that. Once. Yeah, yeah. And no, no, no still, still no, nothing. No podcast. Uh, no. Panel. I do have something from Walt Disney's daughter? No, I'm just kidding. Nothing. Hmm. He's not aware. <laughs> Who apparently can't stand Bob Iger, but we'll just keep moving on. <laughs> okay. Love then. you, Bob. Yeah. I hope that doesn't distract him from putting us on a panel at Anaheim. No, it should. Because we're definitely going to be there. No. It's no. just a matter of Yeah, because Bob sets all that up. Yeah. I mean, I know. I, mean, he, I got the panels. Yeah. I don't know. Bob's, Dibs. Bob's JFK, apparently. Dibs. I have the panels. I don't know what that was either. All right. This is going downhill fast. We should probably let uh, you guys just get to uh, episode 20. It's kind of an off the cuff. Andy and I decided we were going to give you a little intro to this, and I don't know if it was the best idea. We said ten minutes. How long is this? We're at fourteen. We're doing great. Oh, hey, yeah. that's good. By so our we standards. love you guys. We've missed you so much. And shout uh, out to the BMB, big time BMB Blue Milk Brigade. We miss you, and uh, we're sorry for the uh, for the absence of our voices in your life because <laughs> <laughs> we know you've been uh, hankering. Oh man, so. uh Love you guys. We'll see you soon. Uh, May the force be with you. Peace out. You tuned in to the 
What's going on, Andy? Joshua, how's it going? Welcome to the Holo Chronicles, episode 20. Uh, we're glad to have you. Thanks for listening. And as always, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Holo Chronicles and find us on all the major podcast networks like you probably already have. Welcome. <laughs> what do we got going on, bro? Welcome, Josh. I think it's been said before, but this one, I think, is going to be a little bit of a shorter pod today. Yeah, We're just yeah, going to zip yeah, through yeah, some things. Yeah, I've heard you say that, We're just going to zip through some things, but I want to start off with a couple of shout-outs. First off, shout-out to the BMB. What's up, BMB? Um, who's, we, a, who's a BMB? The BMB. You're a new listener. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, I think we've gotten some new listenership recently, and probably a good idea to touch on who we are and what we're about. First of all, the BMB group of, originally was a group of four of us who are collectors of Star Wars memorabilia, figures, toys, posters, you name it. And uh, that has been expanded now to those within earshot of our voice, <laughs> those within eyesight of our Twitter handle. Sure, sure. And uh, if you're a collector, if you're a fan of the old and new and everything in, in between Star Wars related, uh, you are now a member of the BMB, which stands for what, Josh? The Blue Milk Brigade. <laughs> That's just us. That's our corny little group. We are a positive Star Wars podcast, um, which doesn't necessarily mean we always have we always positive agree. opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, we keep it positive. We like to keep the conversation going and keep the lines of communication open uh, and not close anybody off to what is happening with us or what's happening in the Star Wars universe. So shout out to the BMB. What's up? I want to give a shout out to a Twitter site and um, that they have, they, it's at Galaxy Props. Galaxy, if you've never heard of them, uh, go find them because they, I have an appreciation for Star Wars uh, collectors that take their collections or or whatever they're into to the next level in that they make their own stuff. Right. They uh, like I have a huge appreciation for members of the 501st uh, because they are building and making their costumes and they have to be to certain spec qualifications and it's just like ridiculously high expectations and they're awesome. And so I have a big appreciation for people that are into it in that kind of degree and galaxy props, they make stuff. Uh, the, the very first thing that, uh, got them on my radar, Josh, was that I saw that they had posted a picture of, um, a, uh, thermal detonator. Right. And it, you know, it's, it's two scale, it's handheld size and it had lights on it that, turn off and on. And yeah, I saw that, that one, it was beautiful. That was how I first came, they first came across my bow. Um, and I, and everything that I've seen from them since has just kind of blown me away. I'm, I'm a bit in awe of what, of the stuff that they do. And the most recent example, uh, and they just happened to, uh, post this, uh, or tag me in it or tag us in it, I should say. Oh, really? That's great. Uh, that they, um, now here's what I don't know. I don't know enough about them if it's one person or if it's a group of people or a couple of people, but, uh, forgive me for that. But, um, they took a sideshow collectible statue, which if you know anything about sideshow collectibles, they are incredibly detailed. They are super cool looking. They have, they do everything from busts to full scale, um, items and and this and you was pay for them oh, oh yes they you, you pay for the quality <laughs> you do and and uh it's definitely quality um every single one i've ever seen i've just been super impressed with but m one of my favorites is a luke on a tauntaun from empire strikes back and it probably stands i would say maybe a foot foot and a half yeah um and it's it's something you don't play with these. You, this is something you put on in a display case or you put in a place where it's not going to get bumped or it's like, this is something you take care of. This is not, this is not a, an inexpensive item. No. It's uh, it's, but it's, the very going, cool. The going rate probably on, on one of those is what between five and a thousand or something. It just depends. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't Heights know. Heights always usually size scale. But, yeah, I, I off but, the top of my head, I don't know what that would run, but it's probably not far off from the five hundred dollar range, I sure. would think. Um so anyway, they're very cool in and of themselves. Well, Galaxy Props took one, 
And then they also took a, a stormtrooper on a dewback and, and, and they painted on him and they put a leather pouch on the Tauntaun and like made their accessories a little more, even more realistic. And, and oh, I think I told you this yesterday, it was like, man, right. I, I look at the, I look at the uh, sideshow collectible and I'm just like in awe of how cool they are just by themselves. Well, they took that and said, you know what? I think, I think we can make it a little better. And then they did, they painted it. They, you know, they, whoa. Um, they just did, they, they just took it to an even higher level of detail. And, and it was, I was just so impressed with that. I, I can't say enough good things about them. And I believe that you would be doing yourself a favor by going and checking them out at galaxy props, all one word, lowercase, um, on Twitter and they'll have examples. They give, uh, price guides too. And I'm quite certain they have a, uh, website, but and they sell their stuff, right? They sell their stuff. Yeah. You can, you can buy things off of them that, uh, are really cool blasters. And, and like I said, the thermal detonator was the first caught my attention and I, I'm still, that's still in the back of my mind to get. So, so fun fact, how many uh, nostrils does a Tauntaun have? <laughs> I know, you know, the answer we talked about it last night. I do, but it was something we never noticed. Yeah. So I saw Wanda, who is the uh, traveling Tauntaun at Comic-Con. We talked about it in the last pod, which will, you know. But that would be episode 19. 19. Thank you. Um, and Wanda had four nostrils. Like, what the hell? I think I might have said it then. But it's it's great because on the sideshow, I looked. It's 350 bucks just for the Tauntaun. So did the, did the one that the props have, have a Luke on it? Yes. Okay. So I don't know if that's extra or what. The one I'm seeing here. But anyway, on Sideshow's website, it's... Uh, it's 350. Nice. Now you can get a, apparently you can add a Luke on there or something. So who knows how much Luke is? Yeah. Or, or even a Han. But how many nostrils are on a Tauntaun? There are four. There are four there nostrils are four. on a Tauntaun. Yes. Yeah. That was and it is even on the vintage Tauntaun. Yeah. I'm like, check the, did you know how many nostrils? And, and Andy, uh, who, who was deep into <laughs> the lore, he's like, I don't know. And then we looked and sure enough. Four well, nostrils. Yeah, from where I'm sitting, I can see yours, Josh. And there are two that you can see prominently, but they're right next to each other. Just backup nostrils. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I mean who, who wouldn't want backup nostrils? If I mean you got I a cold have, in the couple and I was two gonna say I, <laughs> I get very allergic. Uh, allergic. <laughs> allergic. The, uh, sorry. Uh, I get allergic in the springtime. And so having that backup set sure. of nostrils would be like, you know very what? I'm gonna handy. switch to uh, number uh, to set B. The, yeah, the B fat. Yeah, the, the valves. Whew. Yeah. Just twist and open up the b-valve anyway very very cool i appreciate that i i love that so shout out to at galaxy props go check them out also this show sponsored star wars news by at galaxy props <laughs> fast on the drops i wish i wish they were sponsoring us i wish we were sponsoring them man uh okay news star wars celebration anaheim tickets Woo! on sale and for us josh booked they're locked they're locked. We're going. We did it. We did it. Funny story. I don't know if if you're out there listening and you had the and you were able to go and you're in, you know, for us, Chicago was a little it just, it just, for me, timing didn't work. And then our, there's the travel and then Orlando. That's even further prior to that. I actually purchased tickets to Orlando and didn't go. Was that in 2017? I think so. Yeah. And so it's right behind you. I got my lanyard over there. There you go. Um, but on Vader. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh but this year, West Coast, recognize. Let's see. And uh, we're, we're going. Um, so Holocronicles are locked. Uh, but if you went through the experience, it's kind of funny because the, the website, when you logged on, I was there at 9 a.m. Pacific, ready to go. And as soon as you click the button, they tell you, okay. And they're off. Yeah, you're in the queue. Don't worry. We have multiple servers. They even talk about, like, if server goes down, don't worry. We'll throw you over. I mean, they give you way too much explanation because they know the level of nerddom that's hitting this site. And don't hit refresh. Don't hit refresh. So I waited about uh, 15 minutes. Now, me personally, for the betterment of the group, that's all. That's all. Right, right. Just for the betterment, just for the, you know, yeah, to, to yeah. take care of the BMB and, and the Holocronicles. Good times. Uh, I, was, I was going after the Jedi level. I was going to fork up the money, which was $800. <laughs> for a four-day pass? For a four-day pass. 200 a day. Uh, way more than a four-day pass, though. Like, we're talking, you know, early access to all the lines, panels, et cetera. I mean, probably, if you if you were to calculate your time over four days... Even at let's say fifteen dollars an hour, 
well worth your money. Okay. Cause okay. of all the standing. So, but those were sold out in no time. I think this, that was a bandwidth issue. Whoever had the highest bandwidth won. Yeah. And, or whoever was closest to the servers. Exactly. So <laughs> they were sold out. And I know that I think Chicago Jedi tickets on eBay were going for Jedi level tickets were going for like three grand. So That's obviously bananas. the bummer about that is obviously there's probably uh for lack of a better term, scalpers who are purchasing the tickets to, to make that profit. So it, it, it might, if I could find one that isn't ridiculous, not three grand, but if I find one that maybe someone's just trying to make maybe uh, a few hundred bucks. No, I was thinking like three or $4 off of then No problem. Oh, you want yeah. a, you want a nice crisp $3 bill that don't worry about it. I got gotcha. you. Maybe even a Abe Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Yeah. I'll step up. I'll grab you an Abe Lincoln. I, you know what? I just kidding. I'm not going to keep going. I'll, I'll throw a Benjamin at it. All right. Oh, well, I'm going out, I'm going out hey, on a limb. You so heard you, it from, if, if from you're, his mic to your ears. Yeah. If you're listening out there with your Jedi level ticket, then you get yourself a extra Jedi level, a ticket. crisp $100 bill coming your way for your troubles. Anyway, we did score some ticks. So, uh, hollow Chronicles is going to be at the 2020 celebration in Anaheim. We'll be there. And this your first time. Absolutely. My first time. I right next to Disneyland and Galaxy's Edge. Oh my gosh. I don't even know what to do. Yeah. And that's like for me, that's right when school starts up and I'm a teacher. Yeah. And I'm, I'm I gonna, berated you I'm a gonna, little bit last night. I'm going to have to take a, a teacher day. You might. Yeah. The first day of school, you're taking the day off. <laughs> the first yeah. like day back for teachers. Right. I'm going to have to bow. Sorry, guys. I got some Star Wars to so go. So we're excited. Um, we, however, we're still waiting. Um, but we haven't received our Hollow Chronicles uh, podcast panel invite yet. So. No, yes, the way it's early. It is it's early. early. It's early. So I'll double check the email. But I think yeah. you know it'll be it'll be coming. Talk to so I'll, I'll you know what I'll shoot an email to Bob Iger. Sure, and uh, just see if I call him Robert. All right, because yeah. I because I respect him. Okay, all right. Well, so. his friends call him Bob. So. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's early, so we'll we'll, we'll keep you guys we'll updated. Yeah, uh, I'm sure the, that'll uh, come on the uh, podcast. No panel. Uh, let me check my email real quick yeah, right just now. Do that real quick. No, okay. okay. No, no, nothing. Okay. All right. Well. Moving anyway, on. moving on. Um, Move along. So this um, this bit of news has to do, has to do with a theory that we kind of it's not not limited to us by any stretch of the imagination. But the question out there is: uh, by the end of episode nine, is Kylo the bad guy? Or is he redeemed? Is he a good guy? Right. Where, where do we think of him? We've hit this track a couple times. Yes. And so um, you're on record as saying what? I don't remember. Well, I, if I'm on record, I, I don't want to contradict my record. So, well, what do you think at this that today? I think redemption's going to happen. You think redemption? Yeah, happen? absolutely. So I'm. I know I'm on record as saying uh, that he will be the bad guy. He's, okay. He's going to end the movie as the bad okay. guy, which and I don't mind because we like. I think right. I, already, I did say on record that they already redeemed Vader, so why not go a, another direction? However, what if that's not the focus? Uh, we shouldn't talk about that too much. Now I'm getting off track. Go. <laughs> so this this has to do with it. There's a little bit of news. Uh, John Boyega on Instagram. Uh, posted a picture of, and, and we saw this image in the um, teaser trailer uh, of Ray, Finn, and Poe looking, you know, kind of standing on that cliff, looking at what appears to be wreckage of the Death Star. I don't think it appears. I think it is at I this point. Is. Um, and and there was a, there was a comment like uh, there was a comment under there that said, um, "I get the feeling that." they're missing a fourth, uh, person in this picture, perhaps, uh, Ben Skywalker, you know, or excuse oh me, Ben Solo. Yeah. And, uh, and, and John Boyega, uh, his response to that was, I don't think he wants to come on our stroll. He's a villain. Hmm. So again, that doesn't necessarily tip the scales one way or the other, but only it is, if it got deleted. Well, it didn't, it didn't get deleted, but oh, that's John Boyega. And he, again, you can't read too much into these things because I, I will remind you, Josh, that a lot of the scenes and images that were in the very first Rogue One trailer weren't even in the movie. They were the rising. They weren't the rising TIE fighter in, in front of a, oh gosh, Jin, Jin was, yeah. was like. Wouldn't even it was an awesome scene. I was like, oh, my God. And it didn't happen. Yeah. And there was, I think, a line or two that she said in a trailer that didn't actually happen in the movie either. So like 
all that to say is that, you know, I don't read too much into it. Although I'm taking that because I believe Kylo's going to sure. be the bad guy in, in episode nine. And so you're going to grab on it. So I'm going to grab on that, that. And I'm going to say, your way. and I'm going to say, you know what? This doesn't deter me from what I thought. Well, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. little reinforcement. Yeah. And, but now that we disagree, then I'm just going to be like, eh, what villain? You know, what is a villain? The villain, the what's bad guy. The, what's the it's definition the of villain? I mean, the bad guy is okay. opposite of the good guy. Sure. Or sure. in this case, the good cow. Whatever. He's okay. there. He gets there some at some point because they're fighting on top of it. It's not the Millennium Falcon. Come on. Mm. There's water. There was water. Water running over the top yeah. of a crashed yeah. Millennium Falcon. No. Oh. How about a Death Star that's in big, Pieces. giant, I mean, nice, nice surfing waves out there. So, um... So I wanted to follow that up with, uh, if you were to go back and listen to episode 11 of the Holocronicles podcast. <laughs> wow. It's Way called, back It's when. called Andy's Manifesto. Yeah, easy on that. And um, it just, just lays out a theory that I kind of formulated from other places, putting together and some things I observed on my own about the eternal question up until December, who are Rafe's parents, if, right. if it even matters. Right? right. And it does matter because it's all what people have been talking about for a few years. But um, so it matters on some level. But, you know, my theory, you go look back and listen to that. It's an hour and a half long. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there go manifesto. <laughs> um, I basically said that Ray's parents were Han and Leia. And, and I gave some reasons why. And please listen to him and disagree with me. I, I'm totally cool with that. I'm prepared to be wrong. So, um, but you're still standing by that at this point. I'm still standing Ray's by his parents are still Han and Leia. Yes. And not drunken junk traders. No, who are buried in a desert in an unmarked grave. Right. Um, but one of the strongest pushbacks to my theory is like, well then how come Han and Leia or Luke wouldn't be able to tell that Ray is a family member, is their niece. Or so is, is this your daughter. addendum? This is what you're, this you're, is not an addendum, but this I is just mean, say, well, like, um, like they could feel him in the force. Well, like Luke could totally feel who she was in the force or even Leia, even though she's not like super skilled in the force, she does have some abilities we've seen. Like how come she couldn't just feel her, right? Like feel the, feel her presence and, and, and the familiarity and the familial, connection right like well, why couldn't they just feel them they, they use the force you know han does use the force but he seems to be the one that gives pays her the most attention like there's something a little bit more gives to this her a blaster gives her, her a, a job, job. Yeah, yeah come with me and you know kind of puts his arm around her and come under my wing you know that kind of thing but the other two who have force abilities they they don't sense it how come they don't sense it and well my argument to that josh mm. my argument to that is that vader for a long time, didn't know that he had a son and a daughter. Like just because they were out there doesn't mean he necessarily sensed them because he was, they weren't on his radar. Like he didn't know he needed to search them out or, or search the force to find a feeling, you know, um, of connection between them. And even the first time he faced or, or saw Luke, he didn't recognize him as his son. Right. And uh, it wasn't until um, wasn't until Empire Strikes Back where he drops the bombshell on him, like, "Hey, I'm your dad." But they had seen each other prior to that, and at least in the movies, which are the only canon uh, aside from some books that have come out in the last few years, there was no there's no reason to think that Vader knew in A New Hope that Luke was. Um, right. And they didn't, not, they didn't interact at all though, you know, aside from the trench, you know, the trench trench run, run. but, but, uh, when Vader faced Obi-Wan, Luke was there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and he definitely sensed Obi-Wan. Right. Right. Before, should. before they met. Um, but again, Obi-Wan's on his radar. He knows he's out there somewhere. He knows he's not dead. So at le- least. So let me ask you this okay. based on that. Okay. So what is, how would you explain you know, because obviously Luke and Leia were, you know, whisked away. But Padme was dead. Right. So Padme, with the mother's instinct and and recognition capabilities, was not around. Leia is. Yes. But they thought Ray was dead. 
that that was that was the when, reason why. When did they think Ray was dead? In the Jedi Temple, when Kylo burned it down, he you know he took a few of them with him, killed all the rest. Well, he took Ray with them and then stashed her. And so that Ray, was that was according to my theory, right? Exactly. So, so Ray so th- was what three? Well, five ish. You know, in the vision, she looks like to be about five years old or so, at least five six, maybe somewhere in that range. Um, I don't want to get too much more fan theory here because it's it's an exhaustive point at this stage of the game. But, um, but yeah, they've thought for, you don't want 10, let's say, (laughs) let's say for 10 or 12 years, uh, Han and Leia have thought and believed that their daughter was dead and gone. Okay. So she wouldn't be on their radar as someone to be looking out for, to keep an eye on because they believe their son has turned to the dark side and he has. And in fact, Leia has even been convinced that he's gone. He's not coming back. Okay. And even though it wasn't until the end of the last Jedi that she got to that conclusion, they knew that he had fallen to the dark side. And so anyway, I I'm, I'm digressing okay, and, so and I'm probably boring people that are listening. That's okay. No, I don't think so. I, I'm just going to bring it in. Cause I don't mind, you know, Hey, we agree a lot. So I'm just kind of testing you a little bit here because I would challenge you would you recognize your five-year-old daughter 12 years later? If I thought she was dead? Well, I don't have the force, remember. Well, well, <laughs> apparently it doesn't matter. It, well, it might not, right? So, and by the way, Luke could kind of turn himself off to the force after that sure. incident with the academy burning down. And That's Uncle Luke. I don't know. Uncle no uncle's going to remember what any kid looks like, right? I barely know later. My, what's going on. Um, Are you? Oh, yeah, it's my nephew. So... I don't, you know, I don't know, Josh. I mean, I mean, it's interesting. I'm not discounting it, but I'm just kind of throwing it out there because these are the questions that might right. arise. You know, people go through a lot of changes from age five to 17, you know? Yeah. And so physical changes, you know, personality is still kind of your personality, but like physically you you could change enough to, yeah, you probably I will wouldn't. say that your Han connection is very tangible, meaning Han definitely took an interest in, in Ray, like an advanced interest. And at first you thought it was like, you know, just plot building because mm-hmm. Han was going to go on, but then he didn't. Right. Mm-hmm. So, well, they, they have a lot in common. They do. And it was quick and it was fast. And she had a, a knack for the Falcon right off the bat, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And you can't develop, you can't take a lot of time to develop things. Chewie likes her. Chewie's Chewie doesn't down. like anyone. Yeah, he's, he's, I mean, actually he likes everyone, but he doesn't like <laughs> anyone according to Han. Not right off the bat. Anyway. Uh, and if he loses it, space um, chess. So, uh, okay. Enough of that, Josh. Okay. Enough of that. Moving on. Um, I will, I know that you and I have both been, uh, taking in some star Wars, uh, literature yes. as of late and, uh, go ahead, go ahead and talk about I what, just, what you've been uh, I've consuming. Got a, I've got a couple I've got, well, I have, yeah, a couple, I got one I'm looking forward to. And I know, you know, um, alphabet squadron mm-hmm. is the one that I recently, uh, started listening to. I'm only three or four chapters in. It's really building right now, but I will say this about it. It's already interesting. Um, Alexander Freed really is spinning a story right now. It's really good. Uh, uh, it's, you know, a defective. It's after the Empo- the, the Death Star 2, D2, <laughs> DS2. <laughs> they actually used DS1 in the book. It was pretty cool. DS1. Um, but DS2 was gone. The Empire's crumbling, but they're holding out. Uh, and, and there's a TIE fighter defector, which is going to join the squadron. That's about where I'm at, but it's very, is it the same star Wars TIE fighter character that is in Battlefront 2? It is not. Okay. Cause I'll be honest with you. I don't know the premise behind alphabet squadron other than it's, and I don't, it involves the ships from the rebellion. And technically just because I didn't even read the summary, I don't know the premise except for what I just explained. Alphabet. Being, you know, the X wing, the Y wing, the A wing, the B wing, and the U wing. So mm-hmm. alphabet, haha. It's pretty good, pretty yeah. clever. But um, so far, it. yeah, you get it. So far, uh, is Wedge in it? Don't know. Haven't gotten there yet. Okay. And if he is, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Who, who couldn't use a little more Wedge? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so that's one. I'm in. I'll give my review later. But I will say this: so far. So good. Okay. And the narrator's fine because I listen on audio, uh, uh, audible usually because I'm driving. Yeah. So, um, next, however, I'm very excited about, well, actually I should say, well, that'll come in the, what have you had gotten lately? But it's going to be another dang book. But, um, 
I will say I'm pretty excited about Resistance Reborn, which releases on November 12th. Hey, why is that significant, Josh? It's significant because it's even titled on the top of the book, Journey to Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. So when does that come out? That comes out, I don't know, December sometime? December-ish? So so you're saying that a Star Wars canon book that that comes out a month before the final of the nine Star Wars movies. Correct. Is going to be important? I think I would call it a must read. Josh Most calls it a, a must, must read. <laughs> so it's a must read. For is that on the back of the book? Is it an endorsement? It's right there. It's got a little tough. Josh Most of the Holo Chronicles podcast calls it a must read. It's five stars with laurels around him. It's Josh Most. You know, he gives it five lightsabers. Josh up. Most from. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm reading a book too, Josh. Are Uh, you? Yeah. And it's, uh, it's a guy that we are just kind of getting to know a little bit. And he's, uh, so far it seems like a pretty rad guy. Uh, it's a fan fiction novel called duel of the fates. And it's written by a guy by the name of Pete Fletzer. Yep. Um, I encourage you to look it up, it's uh, you can download it off of his website. If you just type in Pete Fletzer, F L E T Z E R, um, for the last name there, uh, free, free. Yeah, it's a it's a PDF you can download for free. And what it is, um, the the reason why he wrote it, I, I'm again, I'm kind of putting words in his mouth here, but I think I think I understand the reasoning behind it. It's it's called Duel of the Fates, but it's an episode one fan fiction. Not like a do-over, but just kind of a, a remake. Augment. Yeah, there's some things that he adds and takes creative license in um, and adds into it uh, because I think one of the one of the reasons behind it was that he was so intrigued and enthralled by the character of Darth Maul and at the end felt like he was just tremendously underutilized. Mm-hmm. And so there's more Darth Maul in it. There's more, there's more backstory on all of the characters. There's more details put in because... You can do that in books, which you can't in movies. Um, and so you're getting the episode one story, right? The, he doesn't change the story or change what happens. But what he does do is that he backfills in with information and um, and and little side stories that kind of help explain how we got to episode one or some of the motives behind why some of the things happened that happened in the book. And so um, I'm halfway through it. Uh, it's about a, it's a little over 500 pages and I'm around 260 right now. And, and I'm, I'm loving it. Um, like I said, there's the familiarity of episode one that you're getting in it, Mm -hmm. but the little nuggets, the little, uh, chapters in between things in the movies that you're getting also, uh, are, are really cool. There's, I don't want to. Yeah, don't spoil. I don't want to spoil all the cool parts, but there are some. There's a couple of really cool parts. And again, I'm halfway through. And the Pete's book. a great writer. Good writer. He's got some fun things on his website too. And uh, and can, I'll actually do a shout out. Do a shout. I out. got turned on to, to Pete by listening to uh, Beyond the Blast Doors. They had they have a great. I think it's three or four segments with Pete. He's an awesome guy. Uh, follow him on Twitter. Yeah, and he has history with the Star Wars universe. He was used to be a writer for Star Wars Galaxy magazine. Yep. Um, worked with, uh, if you're a Star Wars collector, you know the name. He worked with Steve Sansweet for a bit, and uh, he's like a rock star in the collect- Star Wars yeah, collector world. Totally. Um, but Rancho Obi-Wan. Rancho Obi-Wan. But yeah, Pete seems to be a nice guy, and, he, and he's written this really cool fan fiction called Duel of the Fates. And again, uh, you can download it for free off of his website. And it's, it's solid. It stands up. It does. And I'm only halfway. You're a little further in than I am, but it does. I can't wait to uh, finish it. I'll probably finish it within the next day or two. Thanks, Pete. Yeah. Thank you, Pete, for that. And the shout out there too. Um, Josh, I put a poll up earlier this week and where's my drop for that? I don't, I don't have a drop for it. We don't have a, I can't say that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But the poll question was in episode three, Mace confronts Palpatine as right. a Sith Lord. Palpatine rather quickly uh, dismisses 
a few of the Jedi. Um, and by dismiss, I mean, kills him. But Mace, um, it's down to him and Mace. And it appears that Mace is defeating Emperor Palpatine. Um, and then Anakin comes. Um, and as you know, no spoilers here, I don't think at this point, but uh, Anakin actually appears to save Palpatine from Mace and uh, cuts his hand off and then Palpatine force pushes him out into the open Coruscant skyline. Did he live, Josh? Absolutely. Mace, Mace lives. lives. Hashtag Mace lives. Hashtag. But, um, but the poll question was, do you think Mace was really legit beating Palpatine or do you think it was part of Palpatine's ploy to kind of play possum? That's a lot of P's and that's a lot of alliteration there Palpatine to play possum, possum uh, to manipulate Anakin into saving him and kind of owing him a debt of gratitude, you know, that kind of thing and, and really hooking his teeth into him. Absolutely. Do not think that Mace was winning. No offense. I love Mace and Mace does live, but uh, that was a full manipulation. And we know that, Look, Palpatine doesn't stumble in to anything. And I think we're even going to see that again in episode, in nine. episode nine. Really? He's not just a cackling voice. I don't believe so. Or and a vision. A, 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 he, he could just be a topic in episode nine or, you know, a, a, a contributor to the story as far as what has happened based on his machination. So mm-hmm. I think that Palpatine absolutely manipulated because what he was trying to do was get Anakin to realize the folly of the Jedi. And like, they don't, they're not supporting you. And Mace was his biggest detractor. Oh, yeah. Anakin's biggest detractor. Yeah. So why he not? He said no to him a lot. Oh yeah. If what you say is true, then, I, then you will have my trust. Yep. You'll have, you'll have gained my trust. So even then he's telling Anakin, I don't trust you. And, and, and for Palpatine to put Mace in front of Anakin is the perfect opportunity to show him, look, Who's on your side? It's me. And here I am. Here's this guy that doesn't trust you. He's got me dead to rights. Possibly. Help me. Help me. Help me. Now that, that right there, I think you should take that. Look, Lucas, as far as dialogue goes, isn't some kind of crafty. He's not Bill Shakespeare. No, 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 no. (laughs) If he makes a character go, help me, help me. It's who is obviously very powerful. It's to, it's to set up. The position yeah. of Palpatine is 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 playing possum, right? And and P-P-P. don't don't forget that Palpatine had just talked to Anakin about the the ways of the Sith that the Jedi find a little unnatural, right. that uh, could end up saving lives, the people right. that, saving the people that he loves. So he reminds him of that, and he's also pitting him against. Uh, I just had just like chills because can you imagine Mace is back in episode? Nine? I just, I, just <laughs> I know it's gonna happen. Remember our our it, uh, if JJ, kitchen sink theory? If JJ <laughs> just yeah, if JJ just wants to just punch one home, there oh. would be there would be an eruption. I, I would cry. I'd just cry. I'd just Mace, openly Mace, weep. Mace. I start chanting for about you know thirty seconds over. <laughs> Everything. Pause it. Pause it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> pause it up there. <laughs> no. Um, so I, the easy, I think the easier of the two to believe is that Palpatine is, is just manipulating Anakin. Oh, really? Oh, so yeah. you're just saying my theory is easy. My I, theory, I'm, 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 I know. I'm phoning I, in this a, theory. It's no, you're not phoning in. I think it's, it's legitimate. Um, what you said. And, as it turns out, the uh, poll was about 70, 30 that, uh, 70. and I read some of the arguments against that, you know, cause obviously you want to have, give Mace some power and blah, 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 but right. it just doesn't jive with the story. There's no reason to give Mace the power if you're going to throw him out a window. Yeah. You know so, what I'm saying? It doesn't so they progress make, anything. They make Mace in other areas, in other parts of star Wars to maybe be the, um, to be Yoda's equal as okay. far as using yeah. a lightsaber and like, Anyway, he is a powerful Jedi, though we don't really get to see it in the But didn't in we movies. see that Palpatine was Yoda's equal? You know what I'm saying? It, we did. So, we did. Um, so so equal versus equal versus equal, uh, you know, except, except that Palpatine... And Palp- Dooku was supposed to be some wizard with a... Oh, wizard. Hey, <laughs> Christopher Lee. That perfect. <laughs> that was a... I didn't mean to do that. Saruman. But, um, but uh, yeah, anyway, so I mean, I... 
It could go either way. It, it can, but but I, I think that seventy. The, I think the seventy percent of the people are correct. I think the seventy thirty is a good kind of indicator of like yeah, yeah you know I might even beg the question of why even ask because because obviously Palpatine was manipulating Anakin for three <laughs> movies you know so why or two yes. at least you know so why not yes. Well, three, no, he met young Annie and saw something, didn't he? Yeah, he did. All right, Josh, we're going to move it along here. Show me your collection. So this week's collection that was featured on Saturday, hashtag show me your collection, was a repeat, um, repeat person, Todd from at WSTR Media. Uh, He was the previous week's show me your collection uh, feature uh, because he had the shoulder to wrist tattoo right. um, sleeve of um, Imperial helmets and Boba Fett's yep. um, to throw in there as well. And it was awesome. And we've already talked about how cool that was. And that is a collection all of its own sure. um, of a different variety. But he also has um, a more traditional collection that is made up of gentle giant busts, uh, figures and vehicles, a lot of Funkos. Um, and what I like the range that he showed, um, in his collection, it wasn't just like one thing. It was a, it was a, a lot of things, excuse me. And what I appreciated about it is that Everything was in its place. Yeah. He had, you know, he had books all in this one part. He had Funkos all in this place. He had figures, he had busts, you know, all together. And and they were all in display cases and shelves and everything was organized. Everything had a spot. It was intentional. Um, and I know that it took time to do right. that. Um, Absolutely. And, and I, I appreciate I appreciate you, Todd, Uh, not only for your tattoo, um, your six year tattoo that looks incredible, but this, I know collecting something like this has taken longer than six years and the time that you put into putting everything in its spot, um, you know, and and if you're anything like me, you've probably rearranged some things from time to time, move it around, or maybe as you get things daily, (laughs) as you get things, you kind of have to make space and move things and, you know, rearrange, but, um, it was very, very cool. Thanks, Todd. Uh, it was it was quite a collection. Um, no well, one's no one's going to question your fandom, Todd. Love sharing that. Yeah, as if the tattoo wasn't enough. Yeah, go ahead wear and back it, it up with a sweet collection. forever. Yep, very cool. Uh, so shout out to Todd. Uh, his his personal um, Twitter handle is at Tozod. There's a bunch of Z's in there. Forgive me, I don't know. I think it's like four T O Z Z Z Z. OD or something like that. Sure. Um, but I do know that he is at WSTR media. Um, he's one of those podcaster guys. Yeah, he is he's a good uh, guy then. Yeah. One of the best. I mean, podcaster guys. Why can't you? I mean, there's nothing not to like about a star Wars podcaster. <laughs> um, all 20,000 of us, but, um, thank you, Todd. I very, very, very much appreciate what you have and how you display it and um, keep up the good work. Easter eggs. This was fun. This was fun. Uh, And I recently posted this on Twitter. Again, you should follow us on Twitter because that's where we do a lot of our interaction with people. And it's also how uh, we put out things leading up to podcasts or just after podcasts come out that tie into what we're talking about here. But, um, a friend of mine and I, we were watching revenge of the Sith a few days ago and, um, we were towards the end of the movie when right before Palpatine was confronted by Mace coincidentally, uh, he was in his office talking with Anakin. Um, and he revealed to Anakin in the scene that he was a Sith. Mm-hmm. And Anakin left going to get the Jedi to arrest him. But before he did that, there was a shot of Palpatine and Anakin walking out of uh, a, a part of his office. And on the tables, there were there were two tables. And right in the middle on each table, it was like built into the table. It wasn't like a sheet or a tablecloth. But it was a it was an image of the Death Star. Like it was bang. Yeah. Right there in episode three, an image of the Death Star circular 
and it was made to look three-dimensional. Um, and it had four entrances and exits. I posted a picture of this. Uh, yeah, check it out on Twitter. It's a good, it's a good find. Um, it had four entrances and exits like the, um, like the digital image of the Death Star 2 and Return of the Jedi had. Um, it was just, it was like, so his name was Cole, who I was watching it with. And Cole goes, hey, did you see the tables? And I said, there's a Death Star on. We've saw it like at the same time. And I don't, I couldn't tell you how many times he's seen that movie and I've seen it together, but it's probably over 20 times. Right. And we both noticed that thing at the same time. It was, it was pretty cool um, how that went down. He was like, you see the tail? And also an Easter egg that you really don't see. I haven't seen out there before. I, and that was, that was why we got so excited about it because we weren't told about this. This right. is, this is something that we both discovered on our own at the same time, essentially. And, uh, you know, I, I did a quick search and, and I couldn't find, you know, under the revenge of the Sith Easter eggs. I, I didn't find, I, again, I didn't look real hard, Sure, but, it might be out there, but, um, it's, but it's cool to it's find it on your own out there. Yeah. 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 It's probably out there. I, I have to think I can't be the first person or Cole can't be the first person who's ever seen that. But, right. but, uh, it was fun because we noticed it on our own. You know, awesome. nobody told us that it was there. And so we put some pictures up on Twitter, go check it out. And next time you're watching, um, revenge of the Sith, keep an eye out for, uh, the tables in the background there that they walk by. Very, very cool. And again, when you notice those things on your own, you don't have to be told it makes it that much more exciting. Yeah. Last thing here, last okay. thing here, we're kind of moving along. What's our time at? Yeah, we're over there. 40, 40 minutes, man. Hey, <laughs> let's wrap it up. Hey, collector tip. collector tip for the week. Um, before we get to the collector tip, Josh, have you gotten anything? Lately? I did. I did. I've got something in the mail, which I won't reveal until no, the you gotta, next pod. You it's got to be in possession. That's a, yep. apparently a rule, uh, even though I own it via, um, you know, USPS right now. But you, uh, you have purchased. I it. have paid for it. But, possession. but what, I, what I did get, um, and as a matter of fact, uh, it was after listening to Pete's pod where he... Uh, uh, interviewed another author around um, the galaxy around the galaxy uh was the han solo adventures uh, the three part the three book combined into one Ooh, trilogy trilogy so i it's a it's a legends now it's not it's not canon but um right. i'm excited to read it because the one thing is that pablo hidalgo if i'm saying that right mm-hmm. i have to pronounce it um he is a content supervisor master for really, yeah. lucasfilm yep, yep. He um, he writes the foreword. And the one thing I took from that was was how impressed he was by the author, which is Brian Daly, which I don't think is with us anymore, just per his his foreword. But um, uh, about how he took and in and created this Han character through these three books uh, now combined into one trilogy here um, with only one movie with 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 new just hope, a new hope with yeah. just new hope and what we knew about han from new hope and we knew he was a scoundrel and et cetera, et cetera, and and then just crafted these great stories which hold up against han's character going forward you know in the next two movies and beyond so um so he kind of nailed who han was he nailed who han was and you and you might even ask the question is who han became because of these books you know et cetera, yeah. et cetera, which which is cool and those books came out before empire strikes back yeah right? i believe so as a matter of fact i was going to look that up because you asked that question i was like wow yeah it's got, it, it had to have come out before uh yeah before empire i'm not seeing the uh, original copyright but i can i can find it here because i do have it in front of me just to, yeah um it says 1979, but is yeah. that, yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. 1979. Yeah. So I've read, uh, one of those books out of the trilogy and, uh, it is good. And it's not, it's not real big either. The, the three books themselves, um, I believe all three of them are less than 300 pages. Yeah. I, I don't, they're quick they're, reads. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited about it because it's, you know, normally, like I said, I couldn't find it on audio. It yeah. makes me sound very lazy, but I just spend so much time driving that it's it's the <laughs> sure, best way sure to I absorb. Uh, but uh, so I'm excited to read it and uh, kind of experience the legends part of Han, which, by the way, while it may not be canon, it still it still represents the character of Han as we know him. So hmm. there you go. Cool. Well, I'm excited for you. I, and I know you'll give us a, an update after you read one, two or all three. Yeah, of those, all three. So. Yeah. But uh, so we, what did you get? Um, you know, come on. This will be a first if you say what you're really going to say. I mean, you got stuff. 
but nothing new. Yeah. Nothing you're going to keep. Yeah. Well, actually that's not necessarily true. Um, I got a bunch of, I bought a lot right. of black series figures from a guy. And, uh, while I'm not, I'm by no means collecting black series. There are a couple that I'm going to keep. Sure. Uh, just cool ones. just, yeah, just like maybe one or two. Um, but I'm selling them to friends and I'm not, I got a few. Yeah. I'm not necessarily looking to make a profit on them, but just get them to the right people in this case. Um, this, these aren't for profit. Um, cool. Yeah. So I got a couple of black series guys, nothing crazy. The, uh, the new wave, the newest wave of black series figures would be the jump trooper, triple zero, um, and the black little R2 looking droid. Yeah. As well as who else is in that group? Is, is, uh, I don't know. I've got them coming because I think I did pulse with those. So, okay. We'll see. I'll let you know when they show up. Okay. Anyway, they keep making very cool black series figures. They're my favorite. And, and it's so hard not to want all of them. Yep. Because they are very cool. Even the ones that are less popular are still very cool. Like they're still very well made. And, and whether you take them out of the box or not, they're, they're definitely cool. In my opinion, at. they're what, action figures they're the size and detail the action figure should have always been six inches yeah prefer that they're perfect yeah there you go they do take up some shelf space they sure the heck do much more than the three and a three quarter darn it anyway um right. so the collector tip for today um sometimes sometimes when you go buy things second hand um so we're talking about some of the like older vintage things or even things from the prequels um when you buy them let's say you buy a, a a box full of stuff like hey i got this box full of star wars stuff has just been in my attic which is a common scenario um there are some things in there that typically are beat up you know played right. with like star wars toys were played with they were super popular As they should be yeah and that also means sometimes they're in subpar shape too so you, like i can't tell you i've probably gotten 10 millennium falcons over the course of my collecting thing time and that have just been beat to heck and awesome I'm right. glad they were. That means that they were loved. Right. They were played with frequently and they were crashed and probably thrown down the stairs a few times. And, you know, but swallowed by a space slug, <laughs> an exogorth, exogorth. Um, <laughs> um, but as a result, it, like some of the things you get in the box, you're like, well, I can't save this. This is busted or this is, there's not an, enough there to, that's worth keeping or, um, but I, I'm going to caution you on throwing things away. Um, oftentimes, even the things that are broken, there are parts that you can salvage, even if it's just the screws that hold pieces of plastic together. Mm. Those screws, um, you know, they do have a, a market. They're not worth a lot. But um, sometimes if you have the ability to keep parts, like I, I do have a drawer a three drawer little plastic tote thing. Yeah. Thing. That, yeah. that I keep parts in, um, I keep decals, I keep parts that, uh, just because I know I'm, I'm going to still keep doing what I'm doing. And sometimes the parts that I have saved end up completing new things that I get that are missing parts. Right. Um, so, uh, much like, um, every part of the Buffalo was used, by the Native Americans, right? <laughs> and they salvaged everything they could. The Tauntaun by the... the ta <laughs> Yes. The Hoth Americans. I, I am going to encourage you as a collector tip to save as much of it as you can. Space, you know, allowing for the space that you right. have to keep things, but keep the screws, keep the lights, um, keep the battery, keep anything that comes off uh, as a part, hang on to them. So, uh, so, because it might help out later on and, and or it might, it might help someone else. It out might too. help someone. That's exactly what I was going to say. Finish in my sentences. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 We, we are on the same wavelength. There. There it is. Um, but yeah, keep the parts, keep what you can, um, because you never know where they might end up and, and who that might help. Very cool. So that's a great tip. I love it. That's your collector tip. And Josh, 
That's all we got. Let's do it. That's it. That's all we got today. Um, We're so excited. We've got more pods coming up. um, And we also may be guest uh, appearing on some other venues and shows. Yeah, a little teaser out there. Look for us in maybe some other areas of Twitter and and other Star Wars related podcasts because... The community is awesome. The community is awesome. And we're, we're, we're starting to get maybe just a tiny little foothold. And, sure. and, and as a result, we we're making some friends and we're meeting a lot of cool people. Um, and we want to, and we know. already have, like we've, we've met, we've got some awesome Twitter followers Absolutely. and, uh, listeners of this pod. And Amazing. So really? We, we really appreciate that. And, and, uh, but yeah, keep an eye out or keep an ear out for, other places where sure. we, we could possibly show And also up. let us know if you're, I know we've got one follower who's, uh, who's got some celebration tickets. If you're, if you've, uh, acquired some of those tickets, let us know. We'd love to have a meetup while we're down there with, uh, with our BMBers, which would be fantastic. <laughs> we might have a small BMB party. Now by that, I mean, it'll probably be at a table in the food court and we'll fist bump. Yeah. It'll be fantastic. So I'll wear um, a name tag. Just yeah, so you name know tag. There it is. But, uh, they, we, the good news is we've got over a year to plan this. We sure do. We sure do. We that, can, that we can is, go for two tables. That is if we're not too busy on, on the panel. On the panel. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let me check my email. It's just, we got no, no not nothing, yet. nothing yet. All right. We're good. All right, Bobby Iger. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Make sure you follow us at Hollow Chronicles on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and uh, share with your friends. Share with you. everybody. We're thank just way right now. Huh? Thank you for the share. <laughs> thank and you. Don't be afraid to give us a review. Um, and let's let's chat. Yeah, like let's us share. and all that jazz. Thanks. Right. See you guys later.